Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hi there. How many of you are single and looking for true love? Well, tonight you might just learn a thing about creating that true love in your life. Our guest tonight is the ultimate dating coach and he's created the ultimate dating guide so let's welcome to the show jonathan asley jonathan says he has a tell it like it is approach on why men pull away and three ways to pull them close finding love online the seven mistakes you're making when you're seeking true love and how to do it right He's regarded as America's midlife dating coach. Jonathan committed years ago to forever persevere along the path of self-knowledge and growth after his divorce. So we've got lots to talk to Jonathan about, but you might want to know this right now. His website is www.understandmennow.com. All right, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Brenda. Wow, I'm so appreciative of all that you just shared. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I'm appreciative of you being here because, look, there are a lot of us going, hey, where is the love of my life? I'm looking for true love. So tell us a little bit about how you got on this journey of persevering in your (laughs) personal growth. You know, nobody goes to college and says, oh, I want to become a dating coach. This is something uh, that happens by happenstance, especially to, for, to be a male dating coach in particular. And, but my journey um, is kind of unique. I went through a divorce in 2005 and had turned 40 and found myself back out there, and it was a whole different world. In fact, you know, the Internet dating had just started to take off at that time. And I thought it was going to be so easy, Brenda. I thought I could literally go on this little computer, punch in exactly what I want. She'd be between five foot four and five foot seven, and she'd live five miles away, and she could have this color hair and blah, blah, blah. And you punch it in, and someone would magically appear. And truthfully, I thought my first date was going to be a home run. I thought it was going to be that easy. And I went on a date, and she was a fantastic gal, but something wasn't quite right. So, so you thought when, you could just order up the ideal woman online <laughs> by putting your specs in. Oh, that's really interesting. Well, and I was naive back then, you know, and I thought, and yeah. you know, I really had no clue. And I went on another date, but something wasn't quite right. And I went on another date, and something wasn't quite right. And went on another one, another one. In the course of one year, I went on over 100 Internet dates. Wow. Now, what wasn't right? What wasn't well, right? Because so many people have that experience of feeling full of hope because there are so many people looking online 
and thinking, this is the place. I'll find the one. But something so wasn't it? something wasn't right with me. I was the common denominator every single time. Now, part of this was that takes so much courage for you to say that. Thank you for saying that. Oh, I, I well, most you know that it's will swear to the death it's the other person. Yeah, and and one of the things I have learned through my journey is really about the notion of taking personal responsibility for our choices. But in the dating realm. I recognize that, and what's interesting, so I've sh- you shared with the group that I'm a midlife dating coach, and for those of you listening, I, I look at that as people between, you know, after baby-making years and before retirement. So if you're somewhere between the age of 42 and 69, that's my sweet spot. And what's interesting about that demographic is that roughly 75% of people who are single and looking are divorced, that represents the bulk of that population of singles. Exactly. You know, and, and certainly as you get older, that also yeah, more people what's, than what's ever. What's that? I just want to say this because what you're doing is so important because there are more people than ever living alone and really yeah. suffering because of loneliness. So that's yeah. a very big group. And what's also interesting is that for those of you listening, you know, most dating coaches, most books that are written are really designed for the 20 and 30 year old out there. There's very few people really talking about, and that's what's great about your show, is that we're talking about this over 40 population and even specifically that over 50 and 60 population because, you know, with each decade, you know, you have more life experience. There's more, you know, there's more, you know, clothes in your bag so to speak you know or or luggage if you will you know and and one of the challenges for midlife daters and i'll share this with the group is the concept of blending lives and and what's and why that's such a challenge is that we were two reasons that's actually interesting for those of you remember the tv show brady bunch Remember the TV show well, Brady you, Bunch? I think you have to be over 40 to remember that. Show. You'd have to be able to remember that. So, But for those of us, the baby boomers that grew up with Brady Bunch, you know, they made it look so simple. You had two widowers that each had children. They merged their lives together. They had, you know, um, Carol didn't work. She had a live-in maid. You know, their biggest challenge was the, the potato sack race. They made it look so simple that you can blend lives. And yet, well, today, honey, that's life a is much... simple. Life is simple if you have a maid and you have a partner that doesn't work. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> life is simple. But that's not the reality oh out there. Not that's at not the all. reality out not there. Not at all. Not for most people. Not at all. So, Jonathan, what did you mean when you said, gee, there wasn't something right with me and that you were willing to look under the hood, so to speak, and take yeah. responsibility? Well, it was twofold. You know, interestingly enough, through my experiences of dating, what one thing that was happening was um, I was talking to women all over the country, telephone calls, instant messages, whatnot, and we were just chatting about, you know, our relationships and the dating process. And one thing happened was women would reach out to me and say, hey, Jonathan, will you just look at my profile and help me make it better? Give me the man's point of view. So, that was kind of my first realm into coaching. You know, at first was giving some advice. And then it was like, will you check out the guy's profile and give me some advice about the guy? And 
that's kind of when I started to shift to kind of becoming a coach. And I thought, I really want to learn about coaching. I want to learn about personal development. So, and I wanted to learn specifically about relationships. I became fascinated with human behavior, human dynamics, human relationships. So I started to read books after book after book. And one book in particular was, is called The Book Attached. And it talks about our love attachment style. Yeah, and it's a great book. Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting for me personally is I'm known as an anxious love attacher. So I'm one of those needy guys <laughs> in relationship, you know. Some right, men are emotionally right. unavailable. I'm overly available emotionally. <laughs> um and once I started to learn my pattern and I started to read John Gottman and Harvell Hendricks about uh, our childhood wounds and much of our patterning happens within our childhood, I really started to see the patterns that uh, in my dating practice now, what was going one on. Thing, just for a moment, just give, give us a little snapshot of how that anxious attachment pattern would blow up for you as you were dating. Sure. What's interesting, and this tends to be more feminine-generated or female-generated, but the way it, it happened for me um, was I'm dating someone new, I send a text message, and I don't get a respond fairly quickly. All of a sudden, I would literally feel like I'm unloved. All my self-worth, you know, my not good enough stuff, come, and literally with, could be within minutes of after sending a text and thinking that this person doesn't like me anymore and they've changed their mind or they're dating someone else. I would literally, I mean, I would experience that throughout my body. I, could, I mean, I could feel it, that disconnect. And that's what an, an wow. anxious attacher is feeling when they're not feeling love very rapidly. All Whereas, right. And if I was in you, a relationship one with, with Let me do, Jonathan, give me 10 seconds. If you are out there with questions for Jonathan Asley, our dating coach, you can call us old school at 347-989-0776, 347-989-0776, or hit me back on Twitter or Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade. Jonathan would love to take your questions, wouldn't you, Jonathan? Oh, I'd love to. That would be exciting. So please, right. please do it. Please, please do it. Alrighty, great. So keep going. I just want to let everybody know. So that you know, with the anxious attacher, and I happen to be with someone that was uh, known as an avoidant. So they they would feel anytime someone is anxious and giving them pressure, they kind of pull away. So that's what an avoidant attachment does in those dynamics, and. I, I was fortunate enough to be in a relationship with someone like that who, and quite frankly, when they didn't return the text, it didn't mean squat shit. I mean, it just meant that they were busy, something was going on, it had nothing to do with me. Um, and so I literally rewired myself through the relationship of recognizing that my world wasn't going to collapse that I wasn't going to die. My children would still get up in the morning. You know, the sun would still shine. <laughs> Um, right. And I had to and rewire that, that and it literally was yeah. by repetition. Well, most people, trust me, it's never about you. It's what you're making it mean, everybody. Isn't that yes. what you found out, Tom? Exactly. <laughs> okay, we have our first question. Hang on. This is from Jim. Jim says, I don't believe I'm the problem. I just can't find the right one. Oh, thank you, Jim. What would you say, Jim? <laughs> 
Well, you know, first off, if you can't, if you don't believe, if you don't believe you're going to find the right one, you are absolutely right, Jim. You will not. If that's what your belief system, then that is true. You will not find the one. So you have to start with you again and shift that and flip that to a. There's an abundance of amazing people out there. There's an abundance of amazing people out there, and there's certainly one for me too. So. You know, oftentimes, Dr. Brenda, people say, you know, it's like looking for a needle in the haystack. And my response is, well, then become the pin cushion. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Everybody, right. And I don't mean down. that literally, you know, but, write you know, down. become the attractor for those needles. Pin cushion. I totally understood what you said. <laughs> yeah, write that down, everybody. <laughs> I love it. So the answer to your question is shift that belief. And here's the thing. You know, I'll give you, I'll use a golf analogy because he's a guy, and I'm hoping you can appreciate this. If, you know, Tiger Woods was standing in front of a golf hole and he said, don't hit it in the water, don't hit it in the water, don't hit it in the water, what's going to happen? He's going to hit it in the yep, water. Yeah, he's going to hit it in the water, of course. Yeah. But if you say, hey, you know, land softly on the green, then the ball will have a better chance of landing softly on the green, and that's the approach you take. There's an abundance yeah, of women out there. Those who think that's just hocus-pocus, I'm sorry to break this to you. The U.S. Olympic team has a mental training facility on Park Avenue in New York where every athlete is trained mentally on how to win. There is an inner game, whether it's your sport or whether it's your love life. Right, Jonathan? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? The reason why there's coaches out there, and, beca- and let me backtrack. The reason why there's successful people out there, because they have someone coaching them on the mental game as well as the physical game. And the mental game is, has substantially more greater results than just the physical side. You could actually be a mediocre person at a, at a trait, but have a great killer mind game that supersedes that. Okay, and the I've same is true question. in relationships. Yes, I got another question. This is coming in from Sarah in San Jose. Okay. Sarah says, "I have been on the worst dates you can imagine. Come on, where are the good men?" You know, where are all the good men? You know it. You know they're hiding. They're really hiding from you. They're real. They're hiding in some corner, and you got to go look for them. I mean, come on. Good people are out there everywhere. In fact, here's the thing I want to say, and I specifically work with women. Nine out of ten men are good people. Nine out of ten men have good hearts. You know, it's very rare you get someone who is, you know, truly evil or bad. You know. Most people are good people. They're, they've got their own challenges. They've got their own stuff. But nine out of ten men are good people. Now, yeah, here's the know, thing. They might be bad. women of that. But know, what I want to say I... is, you know, you know, eight out of those, you know, those nine are bad at dating. doesn't mean that they're bad men. They're just bad at the process. That's a really great point, Jonathan. You know, That's so, a great point because nobody gets trained and how to do this. Everybody's muddling along. That's why they're dating coaches like you. Yeah. So you know, and it's not. And you know what's sad? And this Woman, is both for uh, men and women. Ahead. What's truly sad, and this is true for men and women, is that, you know what? I subscribe to the golden rule. Treat people that you want to be treated. And there's equally as, you know, the, there's bad behavior on both sides of the gender spectrum. There really is. 
And, you know, I'll give you an example, because I coached a woman not too long ago, and we were going through match profiles, and she goes, oh, I can't believe that guy even had the nerve to email me. What was he thinking? And I said, sweetheart, you know what, have a little compassion. That took a lot of courage for that person to reach out to you. And if your, shift, if your, if your behavior is entitlement or you have grand expectations, you will fail every single time. We need, and I'd like to suggest to everyone listening, is we, I would like to recommend being in a state of compassion, appreciation, and gratitude. Because when that is oh, your inner core, compassion, appreciation, compassion, appreciation, gratitude, have that as your inner core. Be grateful for that email, even if he wasn't your body type or, you know, he was bald or had a big gut or he's holding a fish, you know, because, you know, that's what a lot of men do on online dating sites, of course, <laughs> they think for, because they're bad daters. They think that's sexy, okay, or they're standing in front of their sports car without their T-shirt. You know, let's have some compassion because, you know what, he's a person, he's a human being. The minute we judge another human being, you know, we have to remember, we are all fallible human beings. Our, and the person in the mirror is oftentimes the worst example of that. So, um, Exactly. Now, some, Jonathan, when you say understand men now, what is yes. the most important thing that you think women need to understand about men? You know, that's a great question. I started the website to really get inside the male mind. I wrote my ebook, Unlocking the Male Mind, Finding Love Online, to really help women understand what's going on inside a guy's head. And one thing in particular, it's the question I'm most asked, why are men commitment phobic? And what's interestingly enough, men are not commitment phobic. Actually, when men are happy in a relationship, we begin to do what's called nesting. N-E-S-T, nesting. We're not going anywhere. That's usually what happens for most men when they're happy in relationship. It's only people that are unhappy that want to end a relationship. So, but what happens is the minute a man ends a relationship, he's labeled as a commitment phobe. Because, and here's where I want us to speak to both the men and women on this call, is you know, take personal responsibility for what happened in the end of a relationship, and ask yourself, and this is really key, what did I learn from this relationship? What did I learn from this relationship? Because each relationship brings you a gift and is actually one more stepping stone to finding, hopefully, a life mate. And that's what I help clients do, is get crystal clear on their past relationship patterns, find out what the gifts were, take the personal responsibility, be in a state of compassion, appreciation, and gratitude, and then get crystal clear on what you want. And don't because you what, find that often the gift is really learning more about yourself? Hey, I told you I went on 100 yourself. dates in one year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a woman. I was teaching a class on Sunday, and a woman said to me, I noticed she was sitting in the back of the class, and she looked ready to run. I mean, run out of the door. She literally had one foot out of her seat in the aisle. And I said, what's going on? She said, well, I really just believe all men are dogs. And I asked her, of course, where she got the belief. I didn't really yeah. need to ask. She said, well, I love my dad. I'm proud of my dad. But my dad was a dog. He cheated. I said, so who did you marry? Because I noticed she had a wedding band on. 
she said, well, my husband proved I was right. I said, no, no, no. You proved you were right. Because we do go into our relationships with that mindset you talked about earlier. Now, how do people get out of that? You know, for, look, that's a great question. How do we get out of our mindset? For, I, I, I think first is start to identify your belief system. So if your belief system is men are liars, men are cheaters, men are dogs, there's no good men out there, if that's your belief system, then you're absolutely right. That is true, and, and you know, praise you for that. You know what? If that's what you choose, then, then live your life that way. I subscribe to a different philosophy. Okay, I first take every limiting belief and I flip it. What is its positive to that negative? Men are commitment phobic. The positive to that is there's an abundance of amazing men out there. You start flipping your beliefs and start literally, whether you want to chant it or write a mantra or an affirmation or maybe call them prayers, you know what? Start shifting those beliefs and start being in a space of those positive beliefs You will find, and for the women listening to this and certainly the men, you will become a magnetic attractor for more of that in your life. Wow. That's a very nice exercise. I really like that. You know what? I'm going to use an analogy from a a favorite uh, animation called Winnie the Pooh. There were two characters. There was Eeyore and then there was Tigger. Okay? (laughs) Who really wanted to be around Eeyore? Always sad, always mopey. Who wants to be around that energy? You'd much rather be with Tigger energy that's happy, that's upbeat, that's more enthusiastic. Exactly, exactly. So I've got to ask you another question. Sure. Sure. For those people who are over 45 and out there looking, what is the best way, in your opinion, for those people to find love? Well, it starts within self, starts within self, self-love, you know, being in a good space, a good, happy space, certainly um, being self-contained, self-confident, self-reliant, basically being a good person inside. Start from the inside. Now, what's an interesting fact is that for people over 45 years old, 50% of all new relationships are happening through an online connection. Fifty percent of all new relationships are happening That's through an online dating site. Wow! Through a mobile dating app, through Facebook, through some sort of online connection, more people are meeting that way than ever before. So, I mean, you can take all the other mediums. You could take, you know, coffee shops, grocery stores, meetup groups, church, everything else, and still, you know, barely equals fifty percent. You know, online connections happen to be the hot source for meeting new people and making new friends. Now, did so you hear what really I just said? it really behooves people to learn how to, to manage those connections. You know, I, connect. I would, okay, so a moment ago I said meet new people, make new friends. Oftentimes people are going in with the end result in mind. You know, there's, you know, ah. in other words, so they're so focused on the end result that they're spending so little time of meeting a new person and making a new friend. You know, I've made tremendous friendships through my online connections, tremendous friendships, friendships that has led to other dates, met other people, all kinds of led to business contacts, all because I went in with the approach of meeting a new person, making a new friend, not the end result. 
And, and that takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah. You know what? There's a book I highly recommend. It's like a gazillion years old. I mean, if you find it, it's probably yellow looking now. If they haven't, they're still printing it. It's called uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win and Influence Friends. But people always right, ask me, you know, how to, pardon me? I said it's a classic, isn't it? Yeah, and you know that is a great book for those of you that struggle with confidence and don't I well, communicate we've got all to get that well. One more question, and we're running out of time. Okay, I sorry, I get so enthusiastic. That's okay. It's okay. Well, I love your enthusiasm. You're a tigger for sure. So, <laughs> should you accept? Should you accept a man's words at face value? Well. Here's what I'd like to say to that. In the early stage of the dating, you have to sometimes recognize that men get overly enthusiastic and they do what's called futurizing. So if a man gets overly enthusiastic, excited, when he's with somebody he really likes and he gets excited about, he gets enthusiastic, he might do what's called futurizing, talking about the future. That's not an indication, that's not a valid, you know, that's, that's not a fact. That's just a, a you know, projection. So you have to differentiate between facts and projections. And in the early and stage how do you of dating, tell the difference? <laughs> well, if it's anything about the future, it's a projection. Ah. If whenever, whatever you're doing in the moment is a fact. <laughs> okay? Because, you, okay. you know, here's that the thing. So what's that? I said that makes sense. Yeah. In other words, anything about the future is a projection and anything in the moment is more of a fact. So it's, it's really – so my mother, who's now 86 years old, she always said, you know, when it came to your father, I took much of what he said with a grain of salt in the beginning. Because, in other words, I didn't necessarily take him on face value until more and more evidence of the actions – over time demonstrated that he was sincere. In other words, he wasn't necessarily futurizing or trying it on for size. And so it's the right. actions over time that matter more. And, and I'm just talking about the early stages of dating. Um, mm-hmm. Because, again, I think most people, the any time someone doesn't, is, you know, is, doesn't share their truth, it's because they're fearful of either hurting someone else's feelings right. or they're feeling now, Jonathan, fear. Last question. How important is it for people to be clear? I find many, many times in in my classes and workshops and trainings, when people come in and say they're looking, they don't have any idea who or what they really want. How important is that? Well, it's beyond important. It's 100%. It's, it's, it is the most important thing is to be crystal clear on what you want. And what I will tell you, Dr. Brenda, after interviewing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women, 99% 99% of them aren't clear on what they want. They think they are. They have an idea of it, but the minute I have them go through my proprietary workbooks and my exercises through my private phone coaching program, they go, oh, my God, I wished I learned this years ago. That is probably the consistent block that's, whole, that's keeping people from what they want is a lack of clarity. That's why they come to coaches like myself, to help them get clear. Great. So getting clear, absolutely holding that state of gratitude, compassion, and what was the third one? Appreciation. Appreciation. Yeah. Right? I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> and what is, what's your final, you get the last word, what is your final piece of advice for those people out there over 45, living with loneliness, 
who are saying, wait a minute, how am I going to find true love? What would you say? You know, I, I believe it's an inside journey. It starts within, you know, and that is love yourself, be yourself, and, and never compromise yourself. It starts within. And when you can radiate that self-love, you're, you're going to be happy, and that happiness will attract an awesome mate into your life. Beautiful. Thank you so much, everyone. We are talking tonight with Jonathan Asley, the giving us the ultimate dating guide. You can reach him and find out more about his programs, all the great advice he has to give at www.understandmennow.com. And next week we have a guest with us who is going to talk to us about facing your dragons. Hmm. And if you're looking for true love, you want to check out our Why is True Love So Hard to Find seminars. We've got one this coming Saturday, which is the 23rd of April, and we've got one in May, May 21st, in the Sacramento, California area. So check us out at loveatdocwade.com or hit us back on Twitter or Facebook. And for all of you modern lovers out there, remember it does take coaching it takes learning it takes a team to have your best life and your best love all right blessings everyone good night and thank you to our wonderful producer lebron green our associate producer cliff dunning and those of you who had questions for jonathan good night